0: Welcome to a special uh, off-the-cuff episode of ProTri News to make a fairly important announcement to the world of one particular sport, triathlon, and one of our favorite pro triathletes. Taylor Nib joins us today. How are you, Taylor? How are you?
1: I'm well. How are you?
0: I'm really good. So come on then. What have you got to share with us today?
1: Well, I've signed a contract with Trek Segafredo
0: trek segafredo the world tour pro cycling team yes and not just any world pro cycling team in the women's division the same women's pro cycling team that has elisa Longobardi, lisa dagan and ellen van dyke as well like the best women's pro cycling team in the world
1: i'm still learning the sport so i'm not sure i think that's <laughs> sports uh, always a bit debatable
2: you know look mark i think i think technically as the uci defines their points it's the second best team in the world i'm just uh, with the,
0: with the, the with the lineup they've got and particularly which is taylor's forte a bit of time trialing with elsa uh, the van dyke on board i'm gonna say it's the best but we're, we're all right the uci can be wrong on this one <laughs> um it's pretty incredible how did this come about
1: It came about, uh, maybe Patrick, would you prefer to tell the story or it actually, it was kind of, so last year after 70.3 worlds, I was asked to please share my power file from 70.3 worlds and to share with the Trek Segafredo performance advisor. And he actually is Ellen Van Dyke's coach as well as um, a mountain biker. I'm embarrassed that I don't know the name off the top of my head, but, um, and then he also manages the performance side of the team. And so they didn't really look at it. And Tim, the global marketing manager for Trek, like kept pressing them to look at it. And when they finally did, um, they were a little bit more interested
0: that's quite incredible. And I think a lot of Alison's will be triathletes and they won't know who Ellen Van Dyke is or potentially her coach. Ellen Van Dyke is the two time world time trial champion and current world hour record. So when her coach is impressed with a power file, you have to think the numbers were relatively disgusting. Were you, did you know they were going to be that impressed or was it a bit of a surprise to you or how did it come, how did it feel? Oh,
1: I had no idea. They just like, they kind of asked me my weight and they wanted to confirm that my, like, they confirmed that I use the same power meters that the team uses, which I do because I'm on the truck factory racing team for triathlon. And so it's all the same stuff. Um, and so they, cause they thought there was like a little technical glitch, but so yes, that um, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting this to come about. Um, I think actually we'd been interested in potentially racing time trial nationals, at the beginning of the year, with my foot injury. And so that was kind of, there were a lot of moving pieces, and then this opportunity just presented itself.
0: So I want to, I've got a lot more to ask you. I want to come back to the Time Trial Nationals, all that sort of stuff. But I'm just going to let Chelsea ask a bit about how it works with your triathlon side of the career and with USAT and things like that. So I will come back to you with some nerdy questions. I warn you. Oh, good.
3: Well, thanks for letting me join. This is very cool news. And I'm, uh, I'm not going to tell anyone. Pat gave me strict instructions until this does drop. But my first questions for him were obviously, well, well, so, uh, is she still a triathlete, I guess? Cause I know that's a full-time job as well. I know that you're very dialed in with USA triathlon with an Olympic eyes on an Olympic thing coming up here. So could you just kind of talk us through that, how this fits in and I guess your plans over the next, uh, 12, 18 months?
1: Yes. So I think it's just, it's kind of, it's an addition. It's not in, like, instead of. And so I'm still looking to, it doesn't change how I'm pursuing triathlon in any way. It's just another opportunity. And I actually, I was talking to my sports psychologist last week about it. And I'm like, I hope it doesn't seem like I'm distracted and all over the place. And she actually said, well, the like the more things you have going on in your life, the less you attach your identity to one of them and therefore it's probably healthier for my approach to everything if I have a little bit more going on. So hopefully that's the way it'll work, but we'll see.
3: So USA Triathlon is on board with this and and they're they're in support, I guess. Is is my question.
1: <laughs> yes, they are, especially because so one of the hopefully the benefits of joining the team is that Trek has a skills coach. He will be full-time with Trek beginning January 1st twenty the next year, um, but he still works with them contractually in the meantime. And so the skills aspect and just learning that um, they think will only help my short course racing and my world triathlon commitment and Olympic goals.
0: That's super interesting. And especially the skills coach element, I guess that leads on to one obvious question that you're obviously a time trialist. Like that would be your the thing you would step into the easiest. But is there any aspiration to do any road racing?
1: It, from them, there's a lot of aspiration for me to do some road racing, but I've asked for to please have a skills assessment first before I'm thrown into a race in Belgium uh, on cobbles and stuff like that. Um I just I don't think that it would necessarily I, I know that there's a big gap between my current skills and that of a world tour cyclist. I just don't know what the gap is. So I just kind of want to have an idea of what needs to be done to close that gap. So then I can go into a road race and actually be safe and not dang, endanger any other riders as well.
0: That's fair. You, you want to be sure that you're okay to tackle a rainy weekend in Flanders, basically.
1: I'm not sure. Is anyone ever sure they can
0: tackle that? Great (laughs) answer. So you mentioned earlier the USA individual time trial champs, which is the 22nd of June in Knoxville, I believe. Yes. Are you, then there's only a 31st five person field. So there's 35 women on the field. I saw as the field cap. You've got a slot. I take it.
1: As far as I know, truck has a slot for me.
0: That's incredibly cool. Um, and then to participate in that, there's obviously a lot more rules and regs around participating in a, a UCI sanctioned time trial than there are a 70.3. The bike, the technical equipment you can use is way more rigorous than the sort of we're subjected to. A Trek helping you conform to that? Are they they bringing all that sort of side on board for you?
1: Yes. I'll be working with Ivan, my bike fitter on that. But the nice thing is that I think last year my base bar would not have been legal, but this year it is. And I do not have a very aggressive or um, uh, innovative triathlon fit. It's fairly basic. It's fairly straightforward. Um, So I've been told that there probably won't be many changes if any. Yeah.
0: So, to, to to the average listener, the big the big things that Taylor would maybe have struggled by if she was like Sam Laidlow is how far forward her saddle is, and then how far forward her bars are. The reach, of the bars, and the tilt on their bars—they're probably the three biggest factors. And having looked at you, I briefly had a quick look because so I wanted to see how far out you probably were. You're—I would, I mean, Ivan's. I mean, he's an expert, but yeah, you're quite lucky in the respect you're not trying to come from Sam Laidlow back to a UCI fit. You're fairly standard as it is.
1: Well, yes, and actually, last year, what I probably not a lot of people realize is that um, I got a lot of comments on my fit over the course of the year, but that it like people seem to think it improved over the course of the year, and yet it was the same exact fit. I got that fit in January, and it has not changed since then. Um, just because I think I'm just I was just learning to handle the bike, and you can actually change your body a little bit more. So that's where I'm still learning to fit my body to this current fit. Um, Versus like get more aggressive on this fit. Yeah.
0: Just like sink down into the position, like roll the shoulders, work all the aero kind of stuff. Is that what we're getting at? Like just you're, you're working on flattening out and everything on the bike you have rather than changing things at the moment.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I'm not really too dialed in on that though, especially like you'll see the tail of my helmet, probably a little high, but I need a new helmet. That's the other thing. New helmet, shoes, hopefully a skin suit and shoe covers.
0: Oh right. Okay. Um but your your agent actually badges me to try and hook other cyclists up with certain overshoes, skin suits, sleeves and stuff like that. So I'll I'll expect the text, shall I? Is that what i
2: well, we've just I mean, this has been a, there, there's been a bunch of different problem solving that we've had to do this week with respect to Taylor needed somebody she needed a follow car, right? To I can't just hop in a car and drive behind her because you need to have a UCI credential. You need to be a, a certified DS to to drive behind an athlete at a national championship or in any UCI race. Yeah. Uh, so I've been leaning into my network to move a couple of these big rocks to ultimately help with performance. And then by the time we get the shoe covers, these are you know much easier things than to find a driver, a vehicle, et cetera.
0: But you have a driver and a vehicle that will follow Taylor with a spare bike on the roof, Taylor Nib on a billboard across the roof. Cool. <laughs> How many, have you sussed the field out, Taylor? Who your, what, what looks good for you at National Time Trial Champs? In your eyes, what, what will you walk away being happy with?
1: Well, I think I, I just want to put together a very good performance execution-wise. Um, I do not know all my competitors I haven't fully dialed in I've looked at the I think it's the same course as the previous few years and so I've looked at approximately the times the like that do very well um but I these are very very strong cyclists in the United States and so I have no idea how I'll do
0: because of course you're not just rolling around a Mickey Mouse time trial champs in Canada so it's significantly hard. That's, no, I'm sorry. I can't even straight face another cheap shot of Paula. <laughs> that's not fair. I. It's not fair. Um, so as well as that, Taylor, the salary. So obviously there's a, there's a financial incentive to this as well. Trek, Segafredo are a big cycling team. And what a lot of triathletes won't know is that the UCI impose a minimum salary cap for their cyclists. It's different between the men's and women's fields. But am I right in thinking Trek, Segafredo, honor the men's minimum salary and the salary caps across to their female side. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Patrick saw the contract and he's like, oh, that's a good surprise. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Okay. Uh, look, I mean, none of this is, none of this is, uh, <laughs> the minimum salaries are not private information, right? No, so the, no, no, the, no. the minimum, the minimum salary currently for women is 52,647 euro. The men's minimum salary is 65,843,000 euro. I think it's important to commend Trek for they are, they cover the difference. So if you're a uh, if you're on the women's world tour team, you have the same minimum salary requirements uh, as the men. So I think it's it's important to uh, get, just give some kudos to to Trek for for making that happen. Uh, my understanding is is that in 2025, the UCI there will be uh, they will have the women and men will share the same minimum salary. And I think it's it's perhaps
0: fair to note that there's a reason they're different at the moment. And that's because the financial reward for sponsoring the sport is less for the women. So they struggle to generate the income per team to cover the team size at a minimum salary. That's the UCI's argument. Now, if that's fair or not, it's hard to tell because you don't know what the profit margins are. But if it keeps enough teams alive in the sport, it makes sense to gradually move it in line. But women's cycling, Taylor, and maybe you don't follow it, it's just, it's booming. It seems like you're entering the sport at such a perfect time amongst some real superstars. Is That must be super exciting.
1: Well, it is super exciting, but I also think um, I've learned from Patrick that they've also, it's kind of tough. I think that the top of the sport is very... Very high quality, but a lot of the teams are also looking to field the teams, and so um, that's also, I think, just the depth and having all the women fill the number of teams and quotas and start positions is something they're struggling with a little bit right now.
0: Yeah, and I the hope strength and- peeking out yeah. of place. No, no. I, I think if you watch women's cycling, you'll see that the same five, six, ten names tend to always exceed a long way off the front. Whereas in the men's, it's it's much broader spectrum, and that is a strength and depth thing. But you're you're starting alongside, and I, I rattled off some names at the start just out of interest. But like Lizzie Deign won the first Paris Roubaix. She's a former world uh, champion. Uh, Lombardi has won many, many one-day classics. Will there be a chance for you to join a training camp and meet any of these ladies and train alongside them?
1: Well, I hope so. Um, There's one in Waterloo, Wisconsin in the middle of October. We'll see about that one. Um, But then, yes, I would. But I'm not sure how psyched they will be to learn that a triathlete is joining their team, especially because they are the caliber of cyclists that they are. And then all of a sudden there's a triathlete. Um, who?
0: Uh, <laughs> so. I think you'll be fine. I actually think it's only the amateur ranks that really give a shit about that. Uh, when you meet pro cyclists, like look at Alex Dowsett come across to Joe Skipper's thing and all the pro cyclists come and do sub eight. Same <laughs> on the women's side, Camworth. The, the pros don't care. That's a that's a that's that's an insecurity thing amongst the rest. They will love you. Chelsea, triathlon.
3: Yeah, since we are a triathlon podcast, I have two quick questions that I got to get out of here. But uh, my first one was, after this race, this time trial nationals, are you going to run off the bike? <laughs> probably not. Okay. I don't think so.
0: So okay. did you know Camworth ran off the bike after Paris-Roubaix? I think that's probably where that that's come from. So you're you're uh, going to stick to being a professional and not do any epoxy nonsense running is what we're saying.
1: Well, if I did or I didn't, I don't think anyone would know. That's the thing. I'm not gonna like publicize it. I'm not gonna have a Instagram live or Strava post about it. Like I don't Easter know.
2: We'll so ask. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> my coach will have whatever I do and who knows, he might decide after I race that it's like, Okay, you're running now or not.
3: Love it. Um okay that's a good answer. And my second question I guess was have you looked at the the Paris schedule does the time trial and the triathlon line up in a in a way that would be feasible?
1: <laughs> that's a big question but yes they do. The time trial I think is 3 days before the individual race, but that's a long 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 shot that a lot of stars need to align in a lot of different
3: sports. <laughs> well, thanks for letting me join. I have to go. I'm sure they'll continue to ask you questions, but very cool for you.
1: Well, thank you. So,
0: Question, go on.
4: question I got for you, Taylor. Um, so is Ian still going to be your coach throughout all this process?
0: Oh,
1: 100%. Um, he was actually, he was on the call. I've never talked to the performance manager from Trek Segafredo. Ian did that call. And um, and his kind of advice was, just, Josu, the performance advan- manager, was just like, just keep doing what you're doing. And I trust Ian. And I really enjoy working with Ian. Um, I think I've always had a little bit of an in, like, a curiosity with cycling because so i worked with ian from the beginning of 2016 to the middle of 2017 and then i worked with neil henderson for three a little over 3 years and now i'm working back with ian and so neil at the time was coaching rohan dennis so um and he just coached evelyn stevens to her hour record and he actually coached um taylor wiles at the same time as me so another chuck Segafredo athlete so i kind of got an inside glimpse of he would tell me kind of how my power numbers were looking. <laughs> it was not. And he always wanted me to do the hour record. Neil wanted me to do the hour record, but, um, that was, so I've kind of had that taste, but yes, Ian will still be my coach.
4: Awesome. Seems like you have a great network of people that are here to support you and make sure that you bring this success. So as far as the rest of the season, what does that look like for you?
1: Well, I don't think it changes that, that much. um, that's just um, I'm hopefully racing time trial nationals and then we'll just go back to triathlon. So that's well, not really back to triathlon, just continuing racing triathlon.
4: So is time trial nationals is that a few days before Montreal? So will you be doing both races within the span of a couple of days? Yes.
0: I I think that's way more normal. Like it's much much easier to recover from a cycling race than it is a triathlon where the impact and variance and your yeah, I, I take it Ian's confidence that that's true. That's that stands. You'll you'll be recovered and pretty much 100% go Montreal. Yeah.
1: Well, yes, and actually, um, I think Talbot recently sent Patrick and I this picture. It was from Richmond, a race in Richmond, in like it was either 2014 or 2015. But so two years in a row, I did a race in Montreal, Mexico on Friday night. It was like 5 p.m. on Friday, and it was a sprint distance triathlon, and then. I flew back to the United States, drove down to Richmond and raced in Richmond on Sunday morning. Um and so that was like about 36 hours apart, maybe 38 and it included running and it was I was that was like 8 and 9 years ago, so that was I'm a very different athlete now. I can re- I recover differently. Um so yes, we'll see. But so I like awesome. back racing.
4: Yeah, that's so great. Me and Talbot have obviously been watching you race since you were a junior. So it's just been so awesome to follow your journey just from racing as a junior athlete up until now. So we're super stoked for this uh, this next season for you.
1: Well, thank you. We'll see. You might not be as stoked after Boulder next
3: week. <laughs> we'll see how that so you're goes. Doing
4: Boulder, so you're doing Boulder 70.3, and then you're going to be doing the individual time trial and then Montreal. That's what the next basically three weeks look like for you. Yep. Yeah.
0: It's Very going to be right. awkward when you get outridden by six girls at boulder, isn't it? That's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: never <No>. <laughs> you never know. You never know.
0: No, no, no. I'm not. Even I can't pretend that that's a real possibility, right? I know it I is. won't get an answer. Okay. It is okay. like you of never course.
1: anything can happen in a race. You never you, know.
0: You could double punch and snap a chain, of course. Um, right? Our <laughs> listeners will not believe. Well, no, I, I know I won't get an answer for this, but they won't forgive me if I don't answer. So, Taylor, what's your threshold power right now?
1: Oh, I'm not sure right now, because it's it's functional threshold power, so it's like on the day. Of course. Yes.
0: So. Well done, sure. fine. Okay, I'm just not... I, I had to Pat, Pat,
4: she allowed to ask? is she allowed to answer the question?
0: No, of course she's not. Of course, like, she doesn't even share rides on Strava. She's not about to tell us what her threshold power is.
1: Well, actually, I do have four rides on Strava, um, <laughs> and... <laughs> that was the, i got patrick actually got a call about those rides um so that that also kind of spurred this Trek segafredo deal um but yes so you, so. you just
0: dropped massive watt bombs on strava four times and you signed with a world tour cycling team legend
1: <laughs> no i i they're just they were just certain qoms in boulder and
0: oh okay
4: okay no. So you wanted to probably. you wanted to ensure that you had those.
1: Well, actually no, that was last year. This is all spurred from my foot injury because like I'm getting I get antsy and I'm just like I want to do something and so I like I bring this like to Ian and I'm like, "Can I like go after the left hand QOM?" and he's like, "Okay, sure. Deal." Like, how do you want to do it? And like so we talk it through and then Like, I remember getting to him that morning and I'm like, I do not feel great. And he's like, well, that's fantastic. This is a great opportunity. (laughs) So, yes, it's all about the opportunities, all about the learning
0: good for you pat is there anything you want to add to the this chat on how this came about obviously you you've kind of facilitated this deal it's it's a super exciting thing i mean only camworth uh has a world tour contract in triathlon but of course he came from world tour and he is let's face it a cyclist in sport taylor's clearly a rounded original triathlete going back so this is unique
2: um Anthony, what about yeah, my mic cut out for a second, but I think, you know, the biggest thing that I want to do is just there's a lot of people to thank in this process uh, who, you know, made this made this crazy idea a reality. And so I think it's it's really important to acknowledge Trek. Uh, they've supported Taylor for multiple years now. And, you know, their curiosity, uh, you know, turned this into an opportunity it's important to recognize Taylor's other partners in this uh, Waterfall Bank, Zwift, Oakley, two times you. Um, This is not something that, you know, they signed up for, but they're eager to support her alongside this. And I think it's, it's really important to, to commend them for when you, you got to call a partner and say, there's going to be some news about Taylor next week. I think it's really positive and you should be excited about it, but you know, everybody has their own feelings around it. So I think, yeah, I'm just super excited that, you know, Taylor has the ability and the capacity to jump into some other other realms and other sports and get to experience it and, and see what professional cycling is like. She's going to have some uh, fantastic support and she's going to have a vehicle behind her and it's going to feel different than um, other events that she's done. So, yeah, super excited for what the future holds.
0: Nice.
4: Well, Taylor, thank you for your time again. Um, you've been on the show numerous times now at this point, so uh, we feel like we're a part of the family. We're super excited for you, and uh, thanks for joining. Let us know how we can follow your journey.
1: Oh, Not well, thank job. you for having me, and thank you for helping me share the news.
0: And Taylor, I was just at the pub with my mom. Um, she really enjoyed your commentary of 70.3 Oceanside. Uh, she knew who you were as soon as I mentioned your name. She just she literally follows Kat, but she knew who you were and loved your honest commentary, so get back to more of that.
1: (laughs) Well, hopefully after both things or maybe during, but the commentary is hard. I don't know if you guys have experienced that, but it is so hard.
0: We did six hours of it on Cagliari the the other day. I I haven't wanted to talk about triathlon since. I hate the sport. It's so (laughs) hard.
4: It's like one of the toughest things that I've ever done because on top of like I have a full-time job, and so I'm, like, talking to Talbot, and Talbot's like, oh, I want to do all this stuff. And I'm like, bro, we're stretching ourselves a little thin here. And then he's like, I want to do all these interviews and all this stuff. And I'm like, we're burning our candles at both ends with
0: this. Mate, what are you talking about? Taylor's a professional triathlete, a professional cyclist, and a commentator.
4: I know. I I need to stop. I need to stop complaining. We are
0: terrible humans.
1: A professional triathlete who's raced, what, like I think eight times in the past 12 months, maybe. Oh. Maybe like 15 months. That, so. It's, <laughs> I, cool. I need a little bit more consistency to do my job better. So. Well,
0: Taylor, we look forward to seeing you race again, both in Boulder and the USA National Champs. And do follow her story because it's going to be mad. And thanks for your time. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you.